All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. And I'm Colin. And we've got a special guest. Ladies, he's single. He loves to mingle. He loves One Tree Hill. He watches The Bachelor. Oh, boy. Welcome back, Tom Snyder! Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom was so awesome on our last show that we just had to bring him back. Now, if you haven't listened to our last episode yet, um, I'm going to apologize in advance, but you really should check it out because it is a train wreck of the most entertaining kind. It it really was just a whole bunch of fun, but it's... He's the other half to Tracy's bald love. <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. We, we got together uh, before I head off to Texas uh, with the movies that make us guys, we had some people from the Create Loud podcast there, and then we had Tom and we had Justin, who are both contributors on StolenDroids.com, and it was just a a disaster of <laughs> the most epic proportions. Um, it's pretty great, but it was so much fun. It was just organized chaos. Um, sometimes it was. Barely organized chaos. So, yeah, if you have not heard that episode yet, go check it out because it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and thank you, Colin, for organizing that. Uh, thanks again to the guys over at Watchtower Cafe for allowing us to overtake their store for a good three hours. I think we were there for so. Yeah, definitely make sure to check out their Kickstarter and support them. Yeah, they're they're trying to get a new a new location. So, you know, we want to give them all the support we can cuz they are great people and, you know, where else can you go get a drink called the Daredevil that is full of Red Bull and who knows what else that will make your legs go numb. I was awake till the wee hours of the night after two drinks from there. Yeah, it was hard to uh to live on through the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think you did it wrong. See, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. I don't do energy drinks or anything. And I had no problem. So I think you're doing it wrong, Tom. I mean, it was a, it was a good feeling. I felt elevated <laughs> into the watchtower. Uh, would, would you say that the Red Bull in that gave you wings? Yes. Did you transcend? <laughs> I transcended. Yes. You know who's not transcending? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, man. Sonic has been slowed, you know? The whole thing with that Sonic the Hedgehog movie was got to go fast, got to go fast. Yeah, Sonic's not going so fast at the moment. Now, there was a, some petitions. If you haven't seen that first trailer for the movie... Uh, you might want to watch it before it like gets burned into the into like the dustbin of history, because I think it's going to be one of those that the movie studio just tries to get rid of for time and all eternity. They're they're going to want nothing to do with it. But you know, to say that the first reaction to the trailer was negative. I think is putting it kindly. People yeah, really were not a fan. And 
and I get it from both sides. Like, on one side, the studio wants to be creative. They want to redo some things to the character. They want to have their own creative uh, takes on the character. But for fans, they all want the nostalgia. And, I mean, Sonic was one of those games that we that we played since the, the Sega first came out. Um, and we've watched it evolve through the years, and Sonic has always looked the same. Like, um, even his cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic so, should not have two eyes. Yeah, it's I, it's weird. I, I tried to explain that concept to my son, to my 14, 15, now 15-year-old son, and he couldn't understand what I meant when <laughs> Sonic is only supposed to have one eye. He's like, what, he's like a cyclops? No, he's he has two eyes, but they're one eye. And <laughs> I had to show him pictures of how the oh, two eyes – are like one big thing. Yeah. But there's two pupils and, and then it made sense for him. They're not like two distinct eyes. Yeah. And that's really unnerving. It's not how Sonic should look. Sonic should not have like calf muscles. Sonic should not have like normal hands. Sonic should have like big oversized Mickey mouse hands. (laughs) You know the the whole calf muscles thing. It reminds me of this uh, of this one insurance commercial where this guy is like walking. He's talking about, yeah, I've got this this custom vehicle and it's pretty amazing. The only thing it doesn't cover are my custom calves, and they're in, like <laughs> these super like jacked up. Like his calves look like square boxes or something. If I'm remembering right, it's super weird. And that's exactly how Sonic is. It's super weird. And fans like immediately hit to the internet with petitions because that's what they do. And the director is like, okay, well, we're going to fix it because I didn't like this Sonic anyways. This is all studio garbage. Yeah. And and now the director, Jeff Fowler, uh, has come out and said, well, you know, we're going to reduce – we're going to redo Sonic, but as a result, we're pushing the release date back. I think uh, the movie was supposed to come out in November of this year, and now we're looking at a Valentine's Day release of next year. Which he, uh, <laughs> he also hashtagged uh, no FX artists were harmed during uh, were harmed in the making of this movie. Longest freaking hashtag in the world. I searched that hashtag about once a week. Yeah? Yeah? Good for you, Mia. I'm I'm glad someone does. You know, I'm just looking here. I I actually just clicked on that hashtag. I I did too, actually. There's a lot of posts with that. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're all about Sonic. They are, but still, that's gotten some traction. Uh, I don't know. I just reached the end of the page. It wasn't uh, that far. Did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just need to scroll down more. No, I think I think you're old and just don't know how to tweet. Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I still keep scrolling down, Twitters, dude, I'm scrolling down and new stuff keeps loading. 
It's it, no, I can't hit the bottom. It keeps loading. It says back to top, and then it keeps loading. Okay, I just hit the bottom. It's it's. Yeah, I just it's, hit the it bottom. It was probably just a glitch from from your Android device. Oh, probably considering I'm on a Windows computer. <laughs> yeah, same it's thing. Totally Android related. Thanks, man. It really is. So, but yeah, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, I think Val briefly touched on this, uh, and that's Val from Movies That Make Us podcast. Uh, you guys should check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, they've been covering Steven Spielberg movies this month, and they've, they've done a really good job. So check them out. But Val commented on how she didn't think it was right that he's gone back and caving to fan demands by redoing this. It's, it's compromising artistic integrity and whatnot. And I think it's actually setting a really bad precedent. Fans now are – I mean fans are already entitled. <laughs> How much more entitled are fans going to be now that they see, oh, well, it worked for Sonic. We got what we wanted here. You know, we can get Game of Thrones to be redone for season eight with competent writers. We can get, you know, Star Wars to Well, not- I think we can talk about fan petitions all day, but it all comes down to the same thing. People are going to say what they want to say. It shouldn't change the mind of the studios. Studios are going to do what they're going to do, and that's great. I was just thinking, like, from a marketing perspective, because Game of Thrones, it's already happened. It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. But with the first trailer release, they get this market feedback. Uh, It could be a good thing, and it could be a good thing for content creation in the future. Just depends. I mean, it depends how far you let it go. Because, I mean, we live in a great time where... Like, that's the feedback from the market that you want. You know, you have focus groups, you have all these things. They release the first trailer, boom, they get the feedback that no one's happy. And they're like, great, maybe we can save some money by changing it up. But, again, it's that fine line. It's that that tightrope. Like, where's that? And I do think that Sonic will actually get more money for this. Yeah. Because people are going to be, be a little more invested because... The studio listened. So, marketing-wise, yes. It was a great play on it. For movies like, I don't know, The Last Jedi. After it's been released, like, mm. there's no point. They're they're not, not really going to go through and refilm the movie. Especially, like, a big studio like Lucasfilm and Disney, like... They're not going to listen to Joe Schmo about what's going on. And we can talk all day about, you know, Ryan Johnson and his mistakes with the film or what some people think were amazing things um, who are wrong. But it's okay. I still, <laughs> I think I still love to... Star Wars and the brand. And, like, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I just think one of the things to that we can look at from this is that The uh, Last Jedi already... All the feedback happened after the movie was done. Yeah. Here, Sonic, the movie, it was still in post-production. Yeah. So they do have some room where they can't tweak it and change it. So, like, someone to come back and say, I want Last Jedi to be rewritten, or I want season eight of Game of Thrones to be redone. It's like, that's not going to happen. But they can use this as a time to be like, hey, we're still in post-production. You can make those changes. Yeah. Make people happy. Um but 
I forgot I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> you know, though, I, I think that's a good point because they are actually in, in a position where they can go back and they can make these changes. And yeah, it's going to push them back a few months. But I mean, Aquaman got pushed back a few months. We see this happen with movies all the time. Now, I'm going to say they're not going to get my money, at least in the theater, <laughs> because of the fact that it's a Jim Carrey movie and I can't stand the guy. I don't find him entertaining. I don't I don't like him. So odds are I will not go spend money on this movie based solely on the casting choices, not because of the fact that it has anything to do with how Sonic looks. But yeah, that being said, I think that there are some people who now – will give this film a chance who may not have done so before. Yeah. So like, yeah, like you're saying, Tom, this, this could be a good thing for the, for the film and it, it could prove to really help them financially. Yeah. And, or, or it could be the Pandora's box, you know, like all those things. <laughs> I would it be could, interested it could to be see. Both. Yeah. I, I, I actually think it's going to be both. I think it's going to be interesting, though, if all these people who, like, freaked out about how Sonic looked <laughs> don't go see the movie, regardless of the changes. If they still refuse to go see the movie. I'm, I, You know, video game movies generally suck anyways. There, there's – Mario Brothers? There's a, there's a pretty strong precedent for, <laughs> the, for that, though. And so there's a – the odds are not high that this is going to be a good movie. I guess uh, time will tell, but we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, despite the CGI, despite how the characters look, despite the casting choices, the odds are against this based just on historical performance of video game movies. Yeah, right. And the script's already written, all those things. Movie's pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. But... You guys were talking about Star Wars a few minutes ago. What did you guys think of Solo? I remember, Colin, that we talked about it on Generic Geek Podcast. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I think you were as well. Yeah, I was okay with it. Um, I I still have a hard time with, with their casting of Han Solo. I didn't really feel he was the best fit in the universe. Um, and that they could have done a much better job in, in that selection. I thought Lando was a was a great, great selection. But overall, like, the film was pretty good. Um, it did leave me wanting more. Um, spoiler alert, but you should have watched it already. Um, <laughs> it has been a couple years now, I think. Yeah. Spoilers are okay. When so. Darth Maul comes in at the end, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just I just want this to continue so I can keep seeing Darth Maul back on the screen. I agree because everyone knows like he was honestly like the best Sith Lord that you could have in a film, and he was cut out so quickly. Like I could care less about Count Dooku yet. (laughs) Count Dooku. Count Dooku. I just I felt like he was a mistake. Uh, Well, not a mistake, but like. I don't know. I didn't love him as much as Darth Maul. I didn't feel any mystery about him. I didn't feel any, like, great character development. 
Darth just, Maul was the Boba Fett of the prequels. 100%. Mm. Right, he, was, he was a severely underutilized character who looked freaking cool and left the fans wanting more. Right. Remember the promotions with all the Darth Maul stuff? And oh, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, he looks awesome. And yes. then... I, I mean, uh, although I, yeah. I will say this, we got to see a lot more action from Darth Maul than we did Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. A lot more. But, I mean, he was a cool character. And so you're exactly right, though. Seeing him pop up there at the end did did really get people excited and thinking, oh, man, what what could we have in a sequel here? You're not the only one who was left wanting more. I'm not the only one who was left wanting more. I want more. Um, Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom you, wanted you, all the things. Tom wanted everything. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's been some fans go- hitting Twitter over the last week, saying, you know, it's the anniversary of of this. What do we need to make a solo two happen? And they they say, you know, we're not going to go start any petitions or anything like that. But we would like to see see more of this. And you look at some of the different tweets that happened or that the people made. And one of them said, remember when this happened? And they've got the scene of the holograph with uh, Darth Maul. I mean, there's there's some pretty good scenes in that movie. There was some pretty good stuff in that movie. But there was so much, I think, just fan backlash over The Last Jedi and and. Just everything. I mean, this wasn't a movie that needed to be made. Let's be honest. I've said that from the beginning. Nobody was clamoring for a Han Solo origin story. But yet Disney felt the need to to throw it out there. And I mean, it, it made less than 400 million wor- worldwide. You know, that's that's not a bad return. But for a Star Wars movie, that's terrible. Totally. That's terrible. And it's kind of derailed their whole standalone and spinoff film project uh, timeline. So um, they're now they're now looking, or fans are now looking, saying, you know, we want we want Solo Two to happen. And a few few high, high profile people actually chimed in on on this conversation on Twitter. Uh, one of which was uh, who is it? Uh, Eunice. Suotamo, I can't even say the guy's name, uh, the new Chewbacca. So Chewbacca chimed in. He said, I hear this is trending and I'm putting my vote into the pile. Uh, but he says he wants the petition. And I wonder if a petition in this case would motivate a studio to do that. Or would this be enough from the from the market to be like, we want it? I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's tough to say because the Twitter communities, like, once they get going, like, they're pretty tight. That's true. Um, and and so it could make that that big impact. And at the same time, fan petitions have done great things in the past. And like, like you said in our last episode, it brought Chuck back. Yeah. Three different times. Um. And, like, time and time again, like, the fans, like, poured everything into it. And even when Chuck got removed from Netflix, like, 
the fans were like pushing and pushing to like try to get Netflix back. That one didn't work, but still, like, it's great to see those those tight knit communities like come together and and push for something positive to happen. And and I think it's great for um, for Solo. Uh, Solo was a good movie for what it was, and I I left wanting more. Nothing changed that. It was just the fact that people didn't go see the movie when it came out. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about Solo was that when you look at the original Star Wars and what it created, it was, you know, the the knights and the castles and the dark lords brought into space. What I loved about Solo was it was a Western brought into space. Yeah. And I was like, I want more of that. Like, yeah. That's why I'm up for another Solo. Yeah, you know, Ron Howard may be up for it, too. He actually uh, responded to a tweet. There were a few people that posted pictures of themselves wearing Make Solo 2 Happen shirts and saying that there was a lot of support for it at Star Wars Celebration. And they tagged Ron Howard and John Kasdan both in their tweet. And Ron Howard responded. He only responded with a smiley face, though. Ronnie. But the fact that he responded, I didn't say, sorry, it's not going to happen. You know, none of that stuff. Leaving some mystery. Is is there is there some something that's possibly going to happen with this? I don't know. I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens. But it was not... It was not a good time for Star Wars films at the box office when Solo came out. So... I don't know. I'm reluctant to say that that we're going to see a sequel to to Solo, but you never know. I didn't think we'd ever see a Solo origin story to begin with. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it turns out, just because of the fact that like Disney did pull away and say, "Okay, we need to stop releasing so many so many Star Wars movies all at once." Yeah, I mean, we were getting two two films a year, right? Yeah, that's what they were going to do. Like, or once every other year? Once a year, there once was a Star Wars universe film. Yeah. So you'd have the the, the Skywalker storyline and then a, a side. So I think they were kind of like pulling off resources from some of the other films and merging them over into these other ones. And so maybe that lost some of its spark from having some of the main writers on it. I don't know. Theory. Just throwing this out here, just like the Mandalorian TV show that they're creating for the uh, Disney Plus, is that what's yeah, called? yeah? Wouldn't it be cool if they did a solo TV series? That'd be amazing. On Disney Plus, just keep it going that way. And see, I w- I was just wondering if maybe they would take things and do it for Disney Plus, maybe scale it down a bit. You know, you could you could do something pretty cool for Disney Plus. I mean, they're doing it with Marvel. Yeah, right? why not? A lot of those big names are are coming on to to Disney Plus, like I mean, John Favreau directing The Mandalorian. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, uh, why not bring it on as a limited series? You know, do eight episodes. They could have some fun. Yeah, speaking Sto- of new films, though. Yeah, um, st- story's got to be good, though. And speaking of good stories, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic, probably one of the best stories 
in any Star Wars video game, I think, ever. Did you ever play it, Tom? You guys are going to hate me. I never played it. I didn't have an Xbox Okay, growing up. You're going to take your, your Xbox Game Pass, and you're going to download Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> and you're going to play it because it's freaking amazing and legit probably the best Star Wars game ever. Not even kidding. All right, I'll do it. Like, seriously, the story development, the character development, um, the graphics in its time were just phenomenal. Possibly one of the greatest RPGs ever as well, especially at the time. I think a lot of companies should have been looking at that and saying, this is the future of gaming, and continued on with that. I'm really surprised that they stopped after the second one and that we didn't get a third. Well, and the second one, I did, they have issues with the studio or something. And the, it was only like partway done and they like cobbled together some ending. And yeah, it was, it wasn't the best ending for sure. It was, it was kind of, kind of sketch. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of they kind of just th- slapped the ending together, I think, and and threw it out there for for people cuz they needed something. But apparently Disney has a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic film adaptation in the works and the script is nearly finished based on what what's being reported. And if that wasn't enough, it's also being reported that the that the script is being penned by, uh, uh, is it Laisha uh, Calogridis? I don't even know how to say that name. I <laughs> apologize. But uh, she is the person uh, who did films like Shutter Island. Uh, she was an a- executive producer on Avatar and most recently did work on Alita Battle Angel and uh, the Netflix show Altered Carbon. So there is some pretty pretty solid pretty solid hits behind behind her there. Um so yeah, there's there's not a lot of information available and we don't have any timeline or anything like that, but if we've got a script about done, that's good news. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully they'll immediately take this and after <laughs> Um, the rise of Skywalker finishes up, you know, this year we'll, we'll hopefully have, you know, that next film by 2021. Wouldn't that be great? And kind of keep, keep that, um, two year stride going. Yeah, I know. I mean, people have wanted to see a Knights of the Old Republic movie or TV show or something for almost 20 years. They, they would have taken... A, a text-based RPG, like <laughs> oh yeah, any any amount of that storyline, they would have eaten up. Oh yeah, it, it 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 is such a good story, and the timeline or the time period rather is so interesting to people. Like nothing, we don't have anything from that. And now that Disney has gone ahead and basically thrown all of the old books and everything out the window, we literally have nothing. And so 
it, it would be kind of cool to to start to build up that that period of history again. And I say that as if it's like legit history here, like we're um, you know talking like twentieth century American history or something instead of just Star Wars nerd crap. Yeah. But it, it would be really cool to to see that stuff that happened, you know, four thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Now, amongst the old republic, there's several different storylines, right? Or is it all one main story? It's just how you get from point A to point Z. Uh, yeah. So you kind of you develop the story as you go because it's it's one of those games where you have the choice to select your response. And so you can lead your character to the light side or you can lead it to the dark side. It'd be interesting to see how Disney does that. They make a movie based off of a game that has so many different outcomes and people have so many different experiences playing it and if it could hold up to that experience. Totally. I'd love it if they could do it kind of a choose-your-own-adventure style. So... You know, <laughs> yeah. you get the pop up on the screen saying, OK, what do you want to do now? And then people that make one choice have to get up and go to one theater <laughs> and people that stay that, oh that make gosh. another choice stay in the theater. That that would be awesome. That would be so ridiculous. I think there's a Futurama <laughs> episode where they do that. They don't leave the room. It's like. vote what you want to happen next to Calculon and like the majority rules and like. That would oh be fun. I, I could get behind that. You, awesome. I mean, think of think of how much money they would make. Because people would go see that movie over and over again just to get every single possibility. Oh, yeah. That would be a blast. <laughs> that would be so much fun. So Maybe much fun. Business venture. Uh, speaking of fun, let's let's talk some tech here. Um, I wouldn't call some of this fun. Well, it's it's fun for sys admins and stuff, <laughs> you know. Yes, I thrive for this. <laughs> so, Google decided apparently that they were going to store some of their passwords in in plain text, completely unhashed, uh, for fourteen years. And so there are several users' passwords that, um, if they haven't changed it in that 14-year time frame, uh, then it's sitting there. So luckily, most companies will have some kind of um, password retention where you can only use the password so many times and, and your password must be changed within 60, 90 days. Um but there are some that don't have IT, and so they're kind of just staff regular and go with the punches. And so some people do run away and, and have the same password for 14 years. Well, now, as I understood it, this only kicked in once they did the reset. So once the passwords were reset, and this, we should specify, this uh, applied specifically to G Suite users or Google Apps users, not just your everyday run-of-the-mill Gmail user. So, you know, grandma is okay uh, unless she's using 
Google Apps or G Suite for something for whatever reason. I don't know why so she would be using it. Business, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, her her crochet <laughs> business or whatever. Um, Amazon Etsy. but yeah if if the if they did the reset then the admin console would store a copy of those passwords in plain text instead of encrypting them and that was basically just a bug it was how they developed the code and and google uh said quote uh we made an error when implementing this functionality back in 2005 uh so i mean that's just crazy and saying that i just kicked on uh my google assistant so google is listening y'all uh, um, i you know and i will say props to them for for actually bringing it up because they could have gone through and just said oh yeah this this doesn't exist or just completely brushed it under the bed at least they're coming through and saying hey we made a mistake 14 years ago we're trying to remedy this. If you don't reset set your password or tell your users to, then we're going to force this within, you know, the next little bit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And we got the notifications uh, here at Stolen Droids that we needed to reset our passwords. You which... did. Thank you very much. I have recently reset my password, so I'm just golden. <laughs> but I have reset my password within the last 14 years. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so that is probably why I did get it, uh, because I have reset my password in the last 14 years. But that's just that's just crazy. I don't understand how – my first thought was how can you go – with this kind of a vulnerability for 14 years and not recognize it. But I guess the one bright spot of this is the servers were internal. Only Google employees had access to them. There's no indication that anybody from outside the company penetrated the server or gained access to the server in any way. So there was really no unauthorized access that Google is aware of, or at least not that they're reporting at this point. I mean, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen at this point? Are they just going to go look and see which food delivery service you've been using? Probably. Which up until now was like, not as easy as it is. <laughs> Cause Google is making it easier to deliver food or rather to order food without a delivery app. And I actually noticed this quite a bit. I spent the last week in Cleveland and I I noticed this because I I was looking for restaurants that were open and it was giving me the option to get delivery. Unfortunately, it was like 1 a.m. on a (laughs) On a Sunday, no, it was Monday, Monday morning at 1 a.m. And the only thing that was open was Taco Bell. And I wasn't going to pay the the Grubhub fee or, or what is it, DoorDash. I can't even remember. Yeah, DoorDash fee. I would have been a heartbeat. To Fill me up with those cheesy, cheesy nachos. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't going to pay the, the $10 <laughs> yes. fee, though, to have somebody bring me $2 worth of food. Um, 
So I just got in my rental That's car. That's why and you I, get ten dollars worth of food, uh, dude. I'm not you gonna. Gotta, eat you gotta ten, clog up those arteries, man. I'm not gonna eat get ten dollars worth of Taco Bell at get one a.m. Get a party a. pack, share them with with a couple <laughs> of the guys on the street. It'll be fine. A couple of the guys on the street, dude. I was like in a Cleveland suburb, and it was raining. There was nobody on the street. I didn't <laughs> even see anybody in my doors. hotel. Yeah, just start walk, walking up to people's doors. You won't get I shot. I promise. Just start knocking on random hotel doors. It'll be fine. Yeah, give them to the nice lady at the front <laughs> desk. Oh, Here, I got you some Taco Bell. No, I am not high. Oh. The Cleveland Taco. But, oh my gosh! But, but they did—they uh, did release that on uh, Google Search Maps uh, and the Google Assistant. Um, it uh, connects with all the different. Um, Major delivery apps, DoorDash, Postmates, Chow Now, um, and yeah, I mean, it's looking great. It, it connects in with Google Pay very well. Um, yeah, I think I mean, that I think that's kind of cool that you can it easy. Well, it's nice because you can do it all in one area. Yeah, versus checking three different apps to find out what's near you. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times me and my wife are like, oh, hey, let's order some food. And then we start going through and checking each app and we're like, okay, what looks good today? What's actually open today? Oh, hey, is there anything new over in this app versus this app? Now you can just go to Google, type in, you know, your food delivery option. Bada bing, bada boom. Good yeah. to go. Or even just use the voice assistant and say, hey, order me food from Taco Bell. I want this and and use uh, use DoorDash for it, you know, and yeah. you're good to go. Now, you, you said it was available with like all, all the delivery services. Now, we should mention uh, Uber Eats, Deliveroo, Grubhub, and Just Eat are currently missing. I don't know if they're going to be added. It doesn't – they haven't said anything about that yet. I imagine at some point they will because, I mean, you're Google. You're the you're the big dog on the block. These are like the some of the big boys in this market. You've got to you've got to team up with them. It just makes sense. So I really don't see them not combining forces at some point in the in the near future. I think. We're going to probably have to wait and see how they can implement this functionality first before these other these other guys jump on board, though. Yeah, it's a uh, it's really interesting because when I was in Ireland a couple weeks ago uh, before Jake and Zoner killed me off. <laughs> uh, that wasn't us. That was the, the pork nuns. Oh, of course. Of course. The, the pork nuns. Sorry. My bad. It was the first time I had ever seen Just Eat. And I remember when when we were in um, Paris, uh, we saw Deliveroo, and I was just like, "What the heck? What what are these? Like, I haven't even seen them in the U.S. And, and I guess Deliveroo's over in in California at least, but Just Eat I haven't ever seen. They had um, a ton of Just Eat bikes all around, so people can like, I guess, just jump on a bike. Go grab food and and deliver it to people. Like they have this whole bike system. Oh, really? Yeah, it was super weird. 
Now, Deliveroo sounds like it should be like an Australian. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That that sounds totally Australian. Deliveroo, it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, they'll bring you Thank your you, beer Steve. and, and your um, Vegemite, and Vegemite. You're, you're good to go. <laughs> Perfect. So, I mean, yeah. Who, who doesn't like kangaroo crap? I can Sweet. tell you who. Smeared on toast. Samsung doesn't. Samsung's having a bad time right now, aren't they? I mean, between phones blowing up and <laughs> pre-orders being canceled for their Galaxy Fold, they're uh, they're definitely not not having a good time right now. They are not. And, you know, so Best Buy went ahead and canceled all of the all of the Galaxy Fold pre-orders. I'm glad they did. It makes sense. It makes sense because they don't know when this thing's coming out. No. They don't know what to expect. And there's nothing worse than having something on pre-order and being told it's going to come out and then having it not come out. Yeah. I mean, we could be easily looking at uh, another year delay on this phone because of all these issues. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's like the the freaking Elio Motors car, you know, that I've been waiting for, that I've reserved my copy or my copy of my I've I've reserved my car. It's been like two years and I'm still waiting for that thing. It's like some of those Kickstarters where you're like, oh, this Kickstarter is going to take off. They have all these backings, blah, blah, blah. Um, They have they've got the patents. They have all these things in place. And then, you know, three years later, you finally get your refund for this device that you're never going to get. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I wonder, I mean, the Galaxy Fold, that's like a $2,000 phone, though. I mean, that's like 1900 bucks. Yeah. So, and if, I mean, if you paid full price for your pre-order and not just like the initial hold for like $5 or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm out like 100 bucks. If that car is never made, I'm out 100 bucks. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, I I knew that when I did it. I could risk 100 bucks. So I'll I'll deal with that. I'll cross that bridge when it comes or it doesn't come, which it's yeah. looking like is the case. Still. I know. It's, it's, it's disheartening to see like, all all these Samsung devices having so many issues. Yeah, the, like, the I, S10 I, works I great, it. though. It's the, at least the pen works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, S, the S10 works great. But yeah, Sam, uh, Best Buy came out and said, quote, because we put our customers first and want to ensure they are taken care of in the best possible manner, Best Buy has decided to cancel all current pre-orders for the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Um, I can't, I can't blame them at all. I really can't. I think they made the right, the right call there. Um, so if you do have one on pre-order at a Best Buy, you're going to have to reorder it once it becomes available, or you're going to have to get it from somewhere else. Uh, and from working for Best Buy previously, I believe, uh, they, they actually gave a customer a heads up. Um, who had previously pre-ordered things that didn't end up coming. And then once they were on pre-order again, they would send out like a mass email to those individuals to let them know. Uh, so just they? keep an, in, an eye out on your inbox, too. You don't need to 
like stock their website. Um, usually they'll, they'll try to reach out to you. Oh, that's good to know. So it's, it's like, Hey, you, you had your chance before and stuff went sideways. Uh, here's a second chance type of email, huh? Yep. That works. That's cool. I think that's good. So hopefully they, they continue doing what they're doing and hopefully Samsung gets their shits together. let's hope let's hope um so yeah that's that's our show for this week um that's all we got i i don't have anything else to contribute i think that that right there was about as as eloquent as we could end on on a show on so thank you for that colin with your words of wisdom you're you're so very welcome get Get their stuff together. Awesome. So, but what do you guys think? Go ahead and send us your thoughts. Uh, you can do so by emailing us at feedback at stolendroids.com. Also, if you have any tech related questions, go ahead and send us those as well. We are happy to answer them. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the Stolen Droids podcast. Uh, you can listen to our show at stolendroids.com, but we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review uh, so that others know what you think about the show. And don't forget to check us out on social media where you can also leave us your comments. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And in between the shows, check us out at StolenDroids.com. Uh, Tom, where where can peeps find you at the disco? What do you mean? <laughs> What's your handles? Oh, uh, Do you do the tweets? I am getting back on Twitter. I've kind of had a Twitter hiatus for a while. But uh, you can find me at Snyderlicious. Yes. That's that seems so Snyderlicious. appropriate. I, I remember my first time like meeting Tom, and it was through Idiot Box. And they were doing uh, a music video, the ABCs of Comic-Con. And at the end, it's like... Snyderlicious, we out. <laughs> I just, I almost lost it on that name. So now Tom in my phone is under uh, Tom Snyderlicious. But my car, whenever it tries to call him, it says Snyderlicious. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, Snyderlicious with an I. That sounds inappropriate. For your car, I mean, Colin. Snyderlicious. A little bit. What's your, what, what's your car what's your car doing with Tom I mean I, that AI is becoming a little bit advanced I, I, you know what you keep you and your your sex robot dolls to yourself it's hey I'm not the one with the sex car here <laughs> I can't, if it's addicted it's addicted man I can't control it I can't control its needs and its wants a it's car got a want, mind of its own. A car wants what a car wants. And apparently that's Snyder Lickus. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, well, well, on, guys. I appreciate well, it. Of course, man. So, ladies, he is single. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, again, go back and check it out. But it was determined that he will make the best boyfriend. The best. Came from the words of Val. Who's a girl? Who's a girl? <laughs>
A girl said it, so it must be true. Yes. <laughs> so on that note, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, but until then, be good to each other. Hasta luego. Delicious. Out. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.